and welcome back to the Dreamcast. I am your host, Denise Walsh. I combine science, scripture, and stories that will inspire you to dive deep, break through your own personal glass ceiling, and design a life of your dreams. Do you feel like you've not been able to make headway in achieving your goals? Or did you start the year pumped, ready to move forward on making things happen and simply lost your way? Things don't need to just get better. They actually can be better. In Design Your Dream Life, I'll show you a proven pathway to take you from where you are now to a life filled with joy, wholeness, success, and fulfillment. I'll give you the keys to not just developing a plan, but taking massive empowered action to make your dreams a reality. Turn roadblocks into stepping stones and leverage the power of gratitude and forgiveness. Let's face it, taking massive empowered action and making your dreams a reality isn't always easy. So I'll be there with you every step of the way. Visit dreamlifetoolkit.com to purchase your copy of Design Your Dream Life, obtain resources and join our free community. Again, that's dreamlifetoolkit.com. Big, big welcome back to the Dreamcast. All right, you guys, I am going to do a bit of a different introduction for our next guest because I have been following him for maybe six months or so, nine months or so. I learned a ton from his podcast, which is called The Freedom of Psychology on SoundCloud. And I can tell you it was throughout those episodes that my mind was blown because not only is he bold in his speaking, but he helped me link all of my worlds together. As you know, I am a clinical psychologist turned entrepreneur and help people design a life that they love. But what I have found is that so many times we default to what we deem is normal, right? We do. It's when things get hard, when there's drama in our life, when you know, like life happens, we default to what we expect out of life. And and we call that self-sabotage. And what I've learned over this past year as nothing makes sense at all in what's happening. And a lot of you guys know that I'm like, wait a minute, nothing makes sense. What is happening in our world? Our guest has helped me connect this view of self-sabotage, this view of what we deem life as being normal, like this normal mainstream that we all have seen throughout our years and has helped me identify the fact that there's a reason why normal doesn't work. And there's a reason why oftentimes, you know, going to school for getting a job for 30 years that you hate, being overweight, you know, running this rat race is actually by design. And so what he has done is he has helped his clients all over the world take a step out of that normal and overcome their own self-sabotage. He is a worldwide self-sabotage coach who helps complex issues easy to understand for his clients. He discovered early in his career after managing one of Canada's most successful weight loss clinics that health and self-sabotage were inherently connected. He is interviewed across the world every month, appearing on lots of different shows teaching people how to overcome self-sabotage, how to lose weight, and how to rise up to your full potential. I became a self-sabotage coach this past year with his curriculum with the goal of merging these two worlds, this world that no longer made sense to me with helping people actually step outside of their 
current normal that isn't working and help them to design a life that they love. So big Dreamcast, welcome to Jason Kristoff. Thank you, Denise. And uh, I think the uh, podcast, if people want to find it, it's called The Psychology of Freedom. Oh, what did I I say? I think you might have inverted it a bit, the freedom of psychology. So psychology of freedom, it's okay. It's very common. I mean, I wish it had my name on it because I had to hide it. (laughs) I had to hide that it was me or it would have been banned. So uh, it's called The Psychology of Freedom. I first heard of you from a friend. My friend was talking about your content. And so I went there and I dove in and I would just laugh to myself and say, oh my gosh, like I could never say this out loud. (laughs) So thank you for being bold in that medium. But I know you didn't start off with this thinking. You kind of had the mainstream normal for quite a year as well. Tell me a little bit about how you got started at the weight loss clinic and how you started to understand this view of self-sabotage. I was like any other sort of North American with the traditional programs. Now, those programs are put into us in ways that I only later discovered. So I graduated from high school. I don't know, maybe 19. I got into McGill University, and that's the top university in Canada. And then I graduated at 24. I opened a fitness club. Rate a six Within six months of graduating, I opened my first fitness club. I was very financially su- successful, which is basically what I've come to find out later is sort of being successful is sort of has a trigger uh, to it. And I was triggered to spend the money hurting myself, because that was sort of the underlying program, is a self-abusive, self-destructive hypnosis that we're put into without our awareness by, say, government schooling or TV shows or movies. And I had this self-abusive streak in me, and only about one out of 10 people get to that successful point. It's almost like they get you if you don't become successful, they get you if you do become successful. And then I was programmed to destroy the success and destroy myself. And by the age of 29, I mean, if you carry these self-destructive programs with you, I mean, if you run into large sums of money, you just like load bigger guns with bigger bullets to blow your own head off. And that's what I was doing. And at 29, I was almost dead, which is sort of, you know, the culmination of this self-abusive programming. And then I called out for help. I called someone that was certified through the Czech Institute in California. That's run by Paul Czech. He's the number one health guru in all the world. It's C-H-E-K, and it's called the Czech Institute. And they sent me one, or they referred me one of their best practitioners. And they're holistic healers who know that they're not coming to see the, you know, the disease and the person. They come to see the person who has the disease and they know that the diseases are caused by these programs, these psychological modification, almost like a mind virus in my mental hard drive. So there's no sense addressing the consequence or the conclusion that the, you know, that all the self-abuse you know, it's going to facilitate. It's about going in and trying to reprogram the subconscious mind, reprogram the belief system 
And that's what she did very gently. She knew I was addicted. She knew she, I was infected. I was, it really, I was addicted to hurting myself. I had no self-love. I had no self-maintenance. I had no self-esteem, no self-confidence. And it was manifesting as disease. And it was going to facilitate a very painful and premature death. That's what it was going to do. So she came in and really started to work with me. And I was getting really, really a lot better within two weeks. So impressed on my with my recovery, I went to the Czech Institute in California and started to study as a Czech practitioner. Now, then I came back inside my first fitness club and I started to train people and charge them a very high uh, level of you know fee <laughs> because of all the certification I had. But what I found out as I would train them, no matter how much, how good my exercise program was, how good the dietary regimes were, these people were terrified. They were terrified to lose the weight that they needed to lose. They were terrified to give up all the modalities all the rituals and all the ceremonies that were causing the diseases, they would just work. They were really just satisfied with spinning their wheels and getting absolutely nowhere. They would put on a story, a good story. I mean, there were there was they would write me a check. They would show up and go through the motions. They would never follow the dietary regime. So all they were we were really doing, they were using their mouths as garbage compactors. I was working them out like at a very high level. So basically when you use a bad diet to try and recover from intense exercise, your health gets worse. So literally we were, I was killing them. They weren't getting the benefit at all. So then I started to investigate as a, like almost like a hobby, mind control and neuroscience and brainwashing and what's called behavior modification. And then I found out, yeah, they were afraid to be their best selves. They were afraid to lose the weight. They were programmed to be what I call non-threats because of how the subconscious mind works. And this is the subconscious is the primary part of the mind that's involved with us self-sabotaging and trimming our own poppy and hiding from our own true potential. And I started to be so good and so versed with the brainwashing techniques. I said, okay, maybe I'll just kind of give up a little bit on the diet and the exercise regime. Why don't you try some brainwashing on them? Because it works with all these other, I mean, it's brainwashing is probably the most studied facet of science in all the world. There's probably more documentation and research experiments on brainwashing than almost anything else. So I said, well, let me try and brainwash them to be thin or maybe brainwash them to stop eating the foods and drinking the liquids that destroy them. And sure enough, I was as baffled as anybody. I would use these common brainwashing techniques and they, that was the only time they started getting the results that they were paying for. I even stopped training them. Um, I quit. I quit being a, a very highly paid exercise and diet coach to focus only on behavior modification, brainwashing, and mind control techniques. And that's how I developed my business of self-sabotage coaching, where the same brainwashing techniques that are used to make people underachieving and mediocre, I use the same exact ones to make my clients successful. And then, of course, I opened a, a school 
where I teach other, like basically a school for self-sabotage coaches around the world so they can go toward their clients and build a business helping people. And it's very simple. This, this part of the brain called the subconscious, it, it has a very simple code where you can kind of pop in anything you want. And the people who are ruling us have been popping in negative programming for quite some time. And it's just as easy to pop in positive. And I tell people it's like a knife. You can grab the handle end and the knife becomes something you can cook with or defend yourself with. It's a benefit to your survival. But if you grab the blade end with your hand, you cut your hand up, it gets infected. Now you're in trouble. Brainwashing is like a knife. If you grab the wrong end and the people who are ruling us have been purposely making sure we grab the wrong end for um, since the day we flew out of the womb. And it's just as easy to grab the handle end with an experienced coach. And, uh, you know, it works very quickly and it's very effective. I love that. You hit a rock bottom because success triggered your spending money, self-abuse, addiction, all the things. But it sounds like you also found that weight loss was a trigger for a lot of your clients because when they actually started to make progress, they would then eat a pizza or go out to, you know, have a binge weekend and be around Fridays and things like that. And so the thought of them actually changing brought them back to where, where they what they deem comfortable to, right. to their normal. So how does someone come to recognize that they have been brainwashed, that they could see the world or themselves differently? Well, it's hard to get someone to understand that they've been brainwashed. It's sort of, I could give a short list of five. Like if you think your vote counts, you're under hypnosis. If you think your government is there to protect you for your health and safety, you're brainwashed. So the thing about brainwashing is that if you're brainwashed, it's really hard to see it. It's like asking a fish what water is. Like if you could actually converse with a fish and say, hey, do you know what water is? The fish would be like, what are you talking about? And you would say, uh, you swim in it. It's, it's all around you. It's all you know. And it's like, still don't understand. Because when, it, when it's all encompassing and it's uh, all around you, you have no idea that you're brainwashed. But definitely if you're, if you're in a, a cycle of self-sabotage, it means you have an, you're supposed to have an equal opportunity to be healthy instead of unhealthy abundant instead of living check to check, self-employed instead of employed potentially at a job that's taking all your energy, your time, and your soul. If you're participating in the self-sabotage cycle, you're basically, you know, you're you're picking the lesser of the two options, the one the ones that are less beneficial. And although you're the only evidence you carry in real time is that you're picking wrong because you're getting pain and despair and potentially you're overweight, you're sick, you're not happy, you're unsatisfied, but you can't change it. So if you're getting negative in re results in your life and you, tr you, you know, you might have bouts, small durations of time where you, you're able to break out of it a little bit, maybe a couple of weeks, maybe three weeks, it's like a bit of a temporary vacation. It's not a permanent destination. And you always fall back to something that's self-abusive 
that's when you know you're under the mind control. You're brainwashed in a way where you're always going to end up in that negative cycle, a little bit overweight, can't stop what you're eating, can't eat healthy food for you know more than a week in a row. And then you just, you think you have cravings. Like anybody that tries to eat, anybody that's under mind control or this sort, you know, this brainwashing, this behavior modification program where they program you to race toward the bottom in your life, you'll try to eat healthy for a week and you don't understand hypnosis is that you'll feel this craving and draw toward the freezer, toward the ice cream. Now you, you're not craving ice cream. You're craving not changing. You're craving the mediocrity and the underachievement that the ice cream will facilitate in your life. And that's because of how mind control works. Mind control works based on the subconscious mind. So if anybody's going to take anything away from this talk, they have to understand that the people who are doing the program, programming you in a negative way so that you're always sort of wrestling with yourself and your own filth, they are hacking the subconscious, plain and simple. Now, subconscious means under the conscious, like submarine means under the water. Anything when you see sub, it's under. So subconscious just means it's outside your conscious awareness. Now, this subconscious comes as standard equipment. You have one, Denise. Anybody listening right now has one. I have one. And it, it loves us. It's actually the subconscious is in charge of our safety, our security, and our survival. And it love, I mean, that's that's its sole sort of mission is loving you, making sure that you survive, making sure that you're secure, and making sure you fit in and go along to get along. And that's sort of its only mission. But but the hacking is along those mission lines. So how the subconscious actually is proven to make us safe is it literally looks out through our eyes and listens through our ears. And it's it's like a counter. It's counting what most people are doing. So I tell people, you want to envision it, picture it, it has it like a pad of paper like this, and it's got a pen. And because it wants to see what's going on, it's always counting what other people are doing. It'll say, what's most people uh, doing at nine o'clock in the morning? What's most people doing at five o'clock in the afternoon? Uh, what are most people, when do most people get married? How many kids do most people have? Now, this part of the brain is, is obsessed with the majority, what most people are doing, because safety and security are tied very directly to what most people are doing, most really means the bigger herd. So when this counting process is happening with the pen and the pad, the subconscious is really just trying to assess for you what most people are doing because it knows if, if you want to be safe and secure, um, it basically has to fit you in with what most people are doing. So it literally counts, you know, counts what's going on in the environment, tabulates the results. And a lot of people don't understand it pushes this up to you as a script and you sort of read it off. And a lot of people say, well, I think I'm in control in my behavior. Well, I'll give you a real life example. Then we'll get back to the lady that's eating the ice cream. <laughs> real life example. We have a movie in 2001 called Gone in 60 Seconds. 
It was a movie about car theft with Angelina Jolie and Nicolas Cage. Now, when that movie was in, you know, the internal workings of the movie, Nicolas Cage had to steal 100 cars by the end of the night to save his brother from a local gangster, give the local gangster all the stolen cars. So a lot of repetition. So the, the pad is always out. The pen is always out. The person's sitting down in the movie theater. You might not know that watching a movie screen or TV is, is screen enhances this counting effect. That when this movie was released in Burnaby, BC, Canada, car theft went up 70% in the first weekend alone, the first four days. If you ask the average person, do you think a movie about car theft could make you steal cars? The average person would say no. The people who are experts at behavior modification and manipulative psychology will laugh and say, of course it does. That's why we do it. Anything we want to be on the street, we put on the screen and you humans act it out. We don't share this information with you because if you knew that we were controlling your behavior through the repetitive content and then you acted out outside your conscious control, we would really have no power over you. You could go to the Cosby show in the uh, late 80s. Uh, Bill Cosby was an African-American medical doctor. His wife, Claire Huxtable, she was an African-American uh, lawyer. And during the nine-year run of the Cosby show, African-American enrollment in medical school and law school went up 19%. They call that the Cosby effect. Even recently, there was a, a show on Netflix called The Queen's Gamut about chess playing, chess boards, chess players. And uh, chess board sets went up over a thousand percent on Amazon. What we see determines our behavior based on the subconscious mind, assessing repetitive content and then fitting us in with that repetitive content in an attempt to make us safe because it loves us. <laughs> Obviously, there's some flaws because if we get repetitive content, that tells us that it's dangerous to be our best. We will be afraid to be our best. We will follow that pattern as well. So if we go back to the lady who has the ice cream, who, who's being drawn toward the freezer to, to drown herself with Ben and Jerry's, she's going because the subconscious mind, just like in the Nicholas K, you know, stealing the cars, just like the Cosby effect, the subconscious, which is in control of 93% of our behavior, literally taps us on the shoulder and says, hey, 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 according to my repetitive content list, which you have to act out in order to fit in and be safe, because that's my that's my sole charge here in your body. According to my list, you've eaten a good meal on Monday and you've eaten a good meal on Tuesday. And according to my list here, if you're thin, if you're abundant, if you're happy, you don't fit in. I'm seeing all the top of the list here has uh, overweight people, diseased people, depressed people, disoriented, dysfunctional. This is the tribe you live in and my job's to fit you in. I'm gonna create some metabolic changes, some hormonal changes in your bloodstream to make you go crave ice cream so you can better fit in. So 93% of our behavior is proven to be manufactured in this way. And a self-sabotage coach, and I tell people, it's like a, a, a bar brawl. If there's 93 rugby players versus seven, so if you're living with repetitive content that's negative, that represents the 93 rugby players in the bar brawl going against 7%, and that could be your free will saying, I want to be thin. I want to be richer. I want to stop drinking wine at night. 
I want to be better. Well, 93% of your programming based on the repetitive content out of your environment will probably say, no one's really healthy in this tribe. No one's really abundant. People work too much. They're sick. They go to the doctor, et cetera, et cetera. Get to that ice cream so you can fit in. Your life depends on it. That's the nervousness. So the subconscious mind also controls the metabolism if it gets repetitive messages that it writes on the notepad that being a thin, abundant, or healthy, wealthy, and wise is not in the majority, it will make you feel completely terrified and nervous as you enter the abundance zone. It will produce cravings and changes in brain function to move you toward anything that makes you mediocre, anything toward making you underachieving. Now, a self-sabotage coach has the ability to get the 93 rugby players reprogrammed where they're pushing you to be wealthy, pushing you to be thin, pushing you to stick to the diet, pushing you to break away from your unhealthy habits. So that's what a self-sabotage coach is good at. It actually hijacks the pad and the pen because a self-sabotage coach will show you how the special code and the special programming language where you can interface directly with the subconscious, hack the pad and go right to the top of the content count with positive repetition. And then your subconscious has no option other than to act it out. So that's the beauty of a self-sabotage coach. So for those who are saying, how does this programming happen? You guys, it's TV, it's school, it's movies, it's the the normal society we see all around us. And what I've learned from you and going through the school is that that media in itself, typically it's, it's meant to direct the culture, not reflect it. And oftentimes people will say, well, they only have shows about violence because of money or because that's what people want to see, et cetera. And what we've learned is that that's not true. They actually put things in front of us that they want us to emulate and to and to follow. As you know, we become what we think about. And so if you think about what the news is talking about, if you think about the movies that are out there, if you think about the themes that are very loud right now in our culture, you can see that that's what they want us to be thinking about. And that is what they want us to become. One thing that you said in in one of your trainings that I thought was really important is that most of us believe that we're doing the best that we can. Uh, You mentioned a story where a 300-pound man came into your office and said, I eat pretty healthy. I don't understand why I'm doing the things that I do or why I'm this overweight or why I don't love my life. I'm doing the best that I can. So what do you say to somebody or how do you work with somebody who knows they have a problem, but doesn't quite understand how they can take responsibility or actually make a change? Because, you know, we all think we're doing okay. Well, you know, I I give people the honest answer uh, after doing, I've conducted about 700 one-on-one private sessions, which I'm too busy to conduct right now. And I do research in this all the time. These programs are unwritable unless you know how to write new ones. No one can strong arm their self out of this a lot of times. And what looks like someone says, well, I quit this. Well, to a self-sabotage coach, we look a lot deeper. It's very common, for example, for someone to uh, say, quit smoking. And then, of course, they didn't really quit smoking because smoking was never the addiction. Stop 
smoking. And then they started to drink more alcohol, drink more wine. Uh, maybe they become a, a marathoner or a triathlete. The program was beat up self. It was never in the modality. Once the program of self-abuse is laid into the subconscious through the repetitive content, which is done purposely by uh, government policy, media releases, uh, government offices and institutions, the person will always self-abuse. And sometimes the self-abusive modalities change and someone scores that a victory. You know, they stop drinking wine and then they're, you know, they're drinking twice as much coffee. Now they're eating chocolate. They stopped smoking, and now they started, like I said, maybe uh, doing three-hour runs through the country. Th these are all modalities of putting one oneself between the crosshairs. So smoking wasn't quit in that case. Self because nicotine was never the addiction. It's the program of self-abuse that is driving all their behavior. So a lot of, I have to be honest with people, unless they know how to reprogram, they'll never change. Because I've tried to change them any other way and none of it has worked. And I mean, none of it is zero. The only thing that changes people is knowing how the subconscious mind function works. It works through repetitive content. That is the code. There's different ways to hijack the code. but And the self-sabotage coaches are aware of those very simple modalities to get the repetitive content deep into the psyche to make sure the subconscious has different messages to act out and push forward as your behavioral script. So I just tell people plain and simple, you can be the most disciplined and uh, you're going to think you have willpower, but I'll tell you something. The subconscious has proven to control 93% at its lowest of your behavior. The other 7% free will or discernment, that's at a maximum level. It's at a complete max. Now, that 7% can be put down to zero if the person is in fear and if the person is poisoned. So how many people today aren't in fear in this day and age over the last year, especially, and how many aren't poisoned? Now, the people who hack our repetitive content, I mean, hack our subconscious through repetitive content, you know, through the media, and through the movies and through the TV screen, they also are social engineers of the fabricated fear. And they're also very versed in poisoning us. And when our subconscious, when our discernment goes from the 7% down to zero, we run on programs 100%. Now, someone says, well, what are these programs? Well, um, do you control your sweating? No, you don't. Do you control your heartbeat? No, you don't. Do you control your menstrual cycle? No, you don't. Do you control how, um, you, can you tell your body not to sleep for three days? You can try, but th the programs are there. There's things in your body that you have absolutely no control of. Your heartbeat, menstrual cycle, sweating, hair growth, skin regeneration. These are things you have nothing, no control over. You have to put your, if you want to understand why you're having a hard time losing weight, getting healthy, stopping your addictions or stopping the things 
that produce misery in your life, it's because your behavior, contrary to what you think, falls in that category 93% of the time, completely outside your control. And if you're in fear and you are poisoned, you have zero control of your behavior. You revert right back to the programs. You give full care and control to the subconscious. Because when you're in fear, your subconscious believes it knows best. It's like, okay, don't worry, I'll take care of it. This is how much it loves us. We don't want your free will interfering in this very fearful and really hectic and chaotic situation. I'll drive the bus, you get in the back. And that's what's, this is what you're seeing in the society today is people reacting like they're under hypnosis. And I'll give you a, a prime. If someone doesn't know how hypnosis works, you have to be put into trance first. So you go to a hypnosis show, you have to be put into trance. And then you have to be programmed. And then the program can lay dormant for as long as the hypnotist wants until he's given given the he or she is given the trigger word if you look up a hypnotist by the name keith berry on youtube b-e-r-r-y the second video will be him on a late night talk show in scotland he puts a lady under trance he puts his hand on her back and programs her and says when you awaken you will forget the number seven. So the program is put in and the trigger event. The trigger event is when she wakes up. So basically, when this hypnotist does, wakes her up, has her hold out her hands, okay? And then she counts her fingers. Guess how many fingers she has? Well, she's missing number seven. She, she counts 11 twice. And then she says, James Bond was double O. And she says, eight. And then she said, a Snow White and how many dwarfs? And she says, nine. And she's not acting. This is the power of putting someone in trance, putting a tr- program in that's inside the conscious, the trigger word, the trigger symbol, the trigger event. So why I'm saying this is that people don't understand. It's proven conclusively. If you want to look how much science is done and what happens to your brain when you watch TV or movies, go look at the documentary called Pseudoology. TV and movies have been proven to put you into trance, which means you're 7% is gone. Once you're in trance, your discernment and free will is eliminated. The TV is implanting programs and trigger phrases and trigger words inside your subconscious. And the subconscious, its main program is just to kind of fit in, go get on what the is doing through the counting of the repetitive content and putting it on the pad. So when you're watching movies and TV screens, you're already on trance, you're inside hypnosis absolutely proven and the repetitive content that is being counted in the movies the repetitive content is controlled by people that you would not want controlling your repetitive content the most repetitive content in all movie or tv shows is coffee is number one alcohol is number two and these substances are proven to absolutely destroy the human body. Now, if you want proof that coffee destroys you, go read the book Caffeine Blues 
by Stephen Chernisky. And if you want a quick rundown where you can just listen on the fly, go listen to the medical medium on SoundCloud and, and look up his uh, podcast as Matcha, Caffeine and Chocolate, Your Abusive Relationships. And you will see that coffee absolutely destroys your brain function absolutely destroys your body. And this is all done on purpose. And I won't get into why it's done on purpose. You can connect the dots. Anybody that can get their frontal lobe going back, can get themselves out of trance, can understand the benefit of you being weak while another group stays strong. And this is the sort of setup, this sort of agenda to, this is why people hurt themselves with vaping, ice cream, bread, alcohol, beer, wine. This is why they do it because all their information has been put into their subconscious through repetitive content while they're in trance and they have no idea that this process has been going on since the day they flew out of the womb. This is why self-sabotage coaches have jobs because Everybody's very similar to this lady who counts 11 fingers and thinks James Bond was 008. That's why they're on the ice cream. And when they eat the ice cream, they know they're like, son of a, I shouldn't have done that. So stupid. I got no willpower. And they beat themselves up, which is also part of it. It's always about beating yourself down. You beat yourself down with the ice cream. And then when you eat it, you beat yourself down mentally. Then you wake up in the morning, you're disgusted with yourself in the mirror. It's negative, negative, negative. And it's all driven in the same way that that hypnotist Keith Berry forced that lady to forget the number seven. And people say they're not the same. And I'm telling you, as a specialist and expert in behavioral psychology, I will tell you they are exactly the same. When that lady forgot the number seven, it's the same thing as you getting up off the couch and plowing yourself with a Cherry Garcia by Ben and Jerry's. It's the exact same. You're under hypnosis. Ice cream kills you. You have no benefit. You're wasting your money. If you put $1,000 into Bitcoin nine years ago, you'd have $200 million today. You're wasting your money on destroying yourself and not taking advantage of your full human potential because the repetitive content that is being fired out of your screens, it's not there to do what you think it's there to do. Your screens are not there to entertain you. They're there to program you. They're there to entrain you so that you become a non-threat, so that you pursue a non-threat lifestyle through poisoning yourself back into the Stone Age, which means me as a social engineer, I'll, I'll drive by in my Ferrari and you're in like the Tasmanian devil of crisis. You're just spinning, spinning, spinning. And I go, Ah, it's all on you, right? Not me, it's you. That wasn't me. I didn't make you drink the wine, that was you. It wasn't me that made you drink the coffee, that was you. But you know what? That's the trick. It was them because they know how to get inside your mind. They know how to, through repetitive content, hack that love-based protection mechanism 
throw in repetitive content that's negative, and then you roll around like Pigpen from Charlie Brown for the rest of your life. You know Pigpen, big cloud of filth around him all the time? And you're just like, ah, I can't get anything together. And I'm like, you got to stop watching TV. It doesn't matter what I say. You got to stop drinking wine. You got to stop drinking coffee. You got to stop watching TV. You can't. I will tell you as a coach, you'll never do it. The only way you'll do it is to work with someone who can help you reprogram and get the good repetitive content to the top of the pad so that your subconscious forces it through so that you act it out. That's the whole process. You're up against invisible forces that are puppeteering you from behind the bushes. Yep. Yep. I actually have a coaching call tonight with a girl. And the goal here is not to will ourselves. You know, you, we talk about if you think of a, a car going down a hill with the emergency brake on, you could try harder, right? You could use your determination, your hard work, your willpower to make a change, or you could release the brake. Uh, you can change your automatic patterns, your automatic thoughts, your default system. So you don't want the McDonald's. So you drink a gallon of water a day. So you have healthy relationships because you have are a good communicator. We want your default to be healthy, right? We want your default to be your dream 10 life. So when drama does happen, your default is healthy. So Jason, tell me about a story of that you experienced for yourself, or you are in a self-sabotaging kind of circle, going back and forth, spinning your wheels, and then you made a change and it impacted, domino affected the rest of your life. Well, I mean, it's probably my whole life. <laughs> Basically, if you use this technology, I mean, there was a point in time where I used the same technology. I quit. I didn't have one sip of alcohol for eight years in a row. And when I say sip, like right now, sometimes I'll be at a restaurant and someone goes, oh, this martini is absolutely fabulous. You got to try it. And I'm like, all right. So I'll just put my lips on it. I didn't, I didn't even do, and I'll be like, oh yeah, that's so great, Jim. You know, trying to fit into my tribe, but not drinking it. I didn't even take, put my lips to alcohol in that way, which I kind of do now to appease some of the mind control drones around me. I, uh, I did do that for eight years, n- not whatsoever. And, you know, you, you have so much extra money, you have so much extra energy, you have so much extra willpower, and you just s- sort of build the life you want. So my abundance has in- increased uh, probably ooh, 10 or 20 fold in in regards to wealth. My health is good. I do have some self-sabotaging behaviors, which I mimic from my old family tribe of overworking. I'm working on those right now, but all the sort of self-abusive food and toxin and substance-based attacks, they're all gone. And I use the same technology making my default program healthy. So if I'm stressed, I get to bed earlier. I drink more water. I uh, work out, breathe as deep as I can during my workouts. So my default is if things aren't going my way, I apply positive rituals and ceremonies harder into my life. Where most people, if it's not going their way, they drink more coffee, they drink more wine, they watch more TV, they procrastinate more. So their default drives them farther away from their dreams. We're either building our dreams with every action or we're building our nightmares. 
And most people, because they don't understand where their behavior comes from, it's manufactured for us in the subconscious. So if we don't understand that, we'll always be caught up in these cycles because it means we're watching TV, watching movies. We don't have our guard up. And even if our guard was up, it's only 7%. And when we watch a movie screen or a TV screen, it's proven the 7% goes asleep. So of course, we're going to be puppeteered and imprinted and programmed in very negative ways. And yeah, like this is the big benefit of the self-sabotage coaching. I mean, not to try and peddle your wares or, I mean, I can't even take one-on-one clients anymore. But the fact of the matter is, if you don't work with a coach like this, you're not going to understand the threat you're under and you're not going to understand the cycle that what's needed to break out of it, because it has nothing to do with exercise, nothing to do with diet. If you're programmed to be a complete walking disaster, which the TV and the movie screens are purposely uh, produced to do, if you don't understand that, yeah, you're programmed to do that, you'll all and know how to reverse it, you'll always carry out that program. And it's hard to watch someone struggling like that because you see them trying and failing and they and they might think it's the, the diet or the gym they joined or their trainer or the time of the month. It's nothing like that. It's the programming. Absolutely. And the reality is, is if it were easy, you guys, you'd already be doing it. And so that's why change happens best in community, because we need you need new repetitive messages, new repetitive messages. And so you can hear something one time and go, oh, that's an interesting idea. But when it's surrounding you again, it's validated and validated and validated. And you start to say, all right, my my subconscious will start to say my tribe is now fit. My tribe um, doesn't eat pizza and beer on the weekends. I know when I first started changing my health habits, I was like, well, what do we do for fun if we're not going to have a three-hour meal with bottles of wine and champagne and that kind of thing? And so we had to rethink all aspects of our life and create new habits. Um, So then our default was going for a hike or going boating or doing something outdoors or doing something different. And what I've learned throughout this past year is that if it's mainstream, it's probably not good for us. (laughs) You think of the college mainstream idea, which is like drinking the whole way through, right? Um, You think of the the wine mom agenda where there's, um, you know, it's it's just normal for us to drink wine while we're giving bath time because it's so stressful. And I go to Target now and I see adulting is hard or FOMO, you know, you only live once, which really is um, teaching us to have short-term gratification rather than long-term planning. And so once you start seeing this, you guys, again, you turn on your reticular activating system and you go, oh my gosh, it's everywhere. And so I have to unplug. I have to take a step back and decide what am I watching? What am I listening to? What is the community that's around me? And how can I have accountability in this area? And oftentimes that is with a coach. So Jason, we're going to put all of the the links to your podcast, to your social media, um, to some of the the, um, documentaries that you mentioned in the show notes below. I have two questions to end with. Now that you have shifted your life and have created some new default programs for yourself and help other people do the same, what is one thing that you do every day that you couldn't live without? It would be exercise. 
I, that one's been ingrained for a long time. And uh, I used to do abusive exercise where I would do, uh, you know, wouldn't eat very well, would do unhealthy supplements and overdo it in the gym. So I I used to have that deeply ingrained in me. I just sort of changed the uh, the aroma or the perfume around it where I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not self-abusive anymore. But I mean, clean water, eating organic, getting to bed on time. Um, exercise, stretching. Those are the, those are the mainstays of my life. I love it. And, and again, you guys, it doesn't have to be hard. It's just intentional. It's just intentional. And when you do it often enough and it gets deep within your self-conscious and you've got these new habits created, it's weird not to it's. And, and I think, um, I often, you know, I go to the gym every day, right. And I'm like, this is the way life is. And then I go on a cruise and I'm like, oh, wait, there's a whole other world out there that does not have these healthy habits. So um, my last question, Jason, is where do, like, do you have a, a book or um, a documentary or something that you really, that helped um, either in your business or in your personal life, in your self-sabotage coaching that really blew your mind that you would refer people to? Well, I think pseudoology, the the documentary I just mentioned, of course, I collect brainwashing documentaries and brainwashing brainwashing research. But this pseudoology documentary made by a Christian group uh, really blew my mind. And everybody knows, I mean, I, mean I, I believe in morality and ethics. I'm not exactly religious. But this Christian group really bang, like this is a nail on a hammer right on the nail. These guys knock it out of the park in regards to what TV is it for, why it was invented, who invented it, what their what their long-term goals are, and how disastrous the TV is in shutting down the frontal lobe, which is that 7%, and then driving in the negative repetitive programming, which they review on like a lot, a very frequent review of the most repetitive programming that's getting to the top of the count card so that we act it out and it's all immoral, it's all unethical, it's sinister, it's sadistic. And we see that um, people are acting it out today. Like we see people that it's, there's no love. They don't like themselves. They're always beating themselves up, poisoning themselves. And then they got, they would go so far as to call like toxic and poisonous takeout food on a Friday night, a treat or a reward for working a job that the person either loathes or doesn't enjoy moderate doesn't enjoy it. But this is how inverted we've become is that we believe like most people work jobs they don't enjoy only to poison themselves on the weekend when they should be trying to dig out of the prison. And then they, the entertainment is paying for movies to watch actors stab and kill each other and shoot each other. This, this is what we've become. And if we want to get out of this, we have to realize that nothing is what it seems. Everything that we were taught is probably the opposite of what we were taught. And if it is on the mainstream 
channels like mainstream TV, mainstream newspaper, mainstream radio, you're getting programmed with negative repetitive content that will always like basically poison you mentally and physically and spiritually back into the stone age. I've decided that if it has the word public in it, means it's government funded and I'm not interested. <laughs> no, because the government maintains its power by destroying yours, which we were taught the government was an altruistic force, always looking out for our betterment. That is not the case. And anybody who thinks it is, uh, we, we're, we're not going to be shocked at, but I will tell that person you are under bona fide documented mind control. If you guys want to learn more about brainwashing and mind control, check out Jason Kristoff's Facebook page. I'll put all his social media stuff down below. You can certainly email him as well if you've got any additional questions. What is your email, Jason? Uh, Jason at freedomfromselfsabotage.com. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I want to say thank you for not defaulting to your self-abuse and staying there. I think oftentimes I tell the story when I got my J-O-B, I quickly was burnt out. I went through my quarter life crisis and I was like, I don't want to stay here for the rest of my life, but I don't know what else to do because this is what I was taught. And we all have this choice when we're in this place where we say, well, I'm going to accept where I am and decide that this is normal to not like my life, live for the weekends, live like a zombie throughout the week and not really be engaged or we can take a step outside of that and do the, I want to say hard thing, but it's not hard. It actually is invigorating to use your gifts and skills to bless the world. So Jason, you you did that. You didn't stay stuck. You didn't stay in that self-abuse situation. You said, all right, I'm ready for a change. And you took the steps to do that. And because of that, you have a domino effect around the world. So thank you for saying yes to your spark and teaching people maybe to look under the covers and really see what's going on in the world, because that's the only way that we as the people can gain our power back. So thank you so much for your wisdom today. Thanks for having me on, Denise, and good luck with everybody. I hope you guys know by now, but I do self-sabotage coaching as well. You guys, there is such power in going alongside someone and helping them take a clear look at where they want to go next help them to create that clear vision and that path, but then also level up where they came from, meaning we're going to let go of and heal through some of those self-sabotaging, limiting beliefs and behaviors that have kept you stuck for far too long. So I do that in a one-on-one format. And then I also have a new group coaching program launching soon called 90 Day U-Turn. This is a three-month health, business, and mindset coaching program that's going to offer you a ton of connection time, uh, a ton of learning, a ton of exercises, a ton of introspection, and a ton of change to be had in 90 days. You guys, if it were easy, you'd already be doing it. So we all need that support and accountability to truly level up in our lives. If you want more information on the one-on-one coaching or the group coaching program, email me at hello at denisewalsh.com and I'd love to help answer your questions and figure out which one is best for you. Oh, and I do have an e-course available called Programmed to be Broke. This is available on my website, denisewalsh.com and specifically focuses on self-sabotage regarding money. Have an amazing day. 
Thanks so much for hanging out with us today. I want to hear your aha moment from today's amazing episode. If you could leave a review at whatever podcast player you choose to listen from, Apple Podcast, CastBox, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you're listening from, leave a review and share with us your favorite part of today's episode. Thanks for hanging out. And remember to dream big.